whoa, 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 hang on a moment. Yes, you know what time it is. This is Jen, your host, and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself. And every week on this show, I'm going to help you use your voice, stand in your power, and operate from a place of self. Hi there, everyone. This is Jen, your podcast host, and I am here today to talk to you about something that is really interesting and quite topical and actually can relate to many areas of our lives. And I want to talk around why I don't agree with it. Yes, it does serve a place, but it doesn't necessarily give us the best return on our investment of that time. So what I want to talk about today and how this, yeah, definitely connects with this whole podcast um, is quiet quitting. Okay, so for me, quiet quitting is basically a false economy. Because if we're looking at quiet quitting in the sense of this podcast And the theme of all of these episodes, which is around owning your voice, owning yourself, having agency, taking agency and standing up for yourself. And actually, when you quiet quit, quiet quit means that you are doing something in silence without actually asserting your voice or affirming your intentions. So I just want to run through the whole premise of quiet quitting. And actually, you know, this was originally um, uh, a a term that was kind to identify an employee who was already checked out of their employment. And obviously this, you know, is something that is consistently in my periphery because, you know, my background is, is, is HR um, and I work with organizations as a business consultant, as well as working as a personal coach, helping people manage their um, health and well-being. And one of the things that um, I find quite frustrating about quiet quitting is that um, anybody can quiet quit. So even people who maybe aren't performing can quiet quit. Um, basically what that means is quiet quitting is really when people don't do the work, they do the bare minimum, they show up and they don't actually do what's required. But I also wanted to talk about quiet quitting from the point of view of relationships as well, because actually, um, again, doing a bit of research before I recorded this podcast, I saw a few things and an article about somebody who, um, in, I think it was May this year, actually posted quite a little bit on TikTok about what happens when a relationship ends through quiet quitting or when somebody quietly dumps you. And I know quite a few people who have relationships with others where they have quietly quit. And some of these relationships, they're not just romantic relationships, it can be friendships, it can be even family relationships. And actually, when we quietly quit, What we're actually doing is, and why I don't like it, why I'm not a fan of quietly quitting is, it to me, it's the epitome of passive behavior. And some people even say 
passive aggressive behavior because by quitting on somebody or something, you're actually turning your back on them. You're actually not giving them, whether it be your employer, whether it be your partner, whether it be a family member, or whether it be a friend, you're not actually giving them the reality of the situation. So it's slightly passive aggressive. And also it's a boundary violation. It's a boundary violation of your own because actually what you're doing is potentially if you're quietly quitting, it's because you're not happy. You're continuing to be in an environment where somebody is potentially still um, violating your boundaries. And in a quest to stop that happening, you're making changes to the way that you operate to almost, to coin a phrase, throw your toys out of the pram. And I just don't feel that quiet quitting, even though I know it's a phenomenon and a lot of people do it, I just don't feel that it actually serves us as individuals. And as I said, in the quest for um, agency and, um, you know, owning yourself, I don't think it makes the most sense. I can see why people think it might do because people think, well, actually, you know, I am owning myself. I'm taking myself out of a situation that doesn't work for me. But I it's this whole premise of quietly, quietly quitting, quietly dumping. It's a bit like doing it while you still reap some of those benefits, but actually are making a slow exit and you're biding your time, but you're actually using the other party. And that's why I don't like it because I actually don't feel it's fair. I don't feel it's equitable. And I actually don't feel that it really gives you power because actually you're giving your power away because you're just quietly quitting something that's not working for you rather than openly quitting something that isn't helping you and isn't working for you. So, you know, again, let's just talk a little bit more about this. So with quiet quitting, people emotionally and practically practically give up on something or someone. And there's no longer a driving force for those individuals who are quietly quitting to deliver something of any quality in that psychological contract, whether that be with your employer, your partner, a friend or a family member. And for me, that actually feels you know, quite damaged because what we're actually doing there is, A, we're also whether rightly or wrongly, because this other person or this other relationship has caused us pain, has caused us grief, what we're actually doing is we're, again, this passive aggressive, we're actually causing some back. So it's a bit like tip for tap. It's a bit like we're saying, well, actually, you've hurt me or you've not listened to me. So I'm now going to check out and I'm going to do a similar thing. And it, it feels to me not very mature way to actually deal with a situation where actually two adults because in most cases, this is going to be two adults, whether it even be a psychological contract or a physical contract with work, it's still going to be a conversation you need to have with somebody that could be a manager or HR. Um, Or it could be a team that you're in that you've quietly quit from. You just, you know, you're turning up and you're going through the motions, but you've actually checked out. As I keep saying, what that's doing is it's giving your agency away because you're not actually standing in your power and saying what the problem is. Um, And it could be that you have actually done that and it didn't get listened to. And so now you're just quietly quitting because actually you're just waiting and biding your time until you can actually move away from that. But again, I don't believe that that's serving you. I don't believe it's serving anyone else in the opposite party either. So the key thing behind this, why I don't believe it's serving you, well, a number of things. First of all, your mental health, because while you're still in a position that isn't serving you, you're still going to feel pain every single day. You're still going to feel that you are not aligned to your highest possible self every single day while you're still in that relationship. 
And also, you're doing yourself a disservice because every time you go into that environment or you're with that person or every day you spend in a relationship that's no longer serving you, you're actually giving your time and your energy to something that is really sucking that life's blood from you. And also, you're not being at the best version of yourself. So how can that be good for your own mental health because you're in an environment or you're in a relationship with somebody that doesn't make you feel good? And that really isn't the best way to live your life. You know, I'm a firm believer of this whole 24 hours, lose it or use it or lose it. And also, you know, those 24 hours, once they've gone, we can't get them back. So if you're quietly quitting a job for six months, if you're in a relationship for three months, six months, a year longer than that, that's run its course, who are you, who are you actually, who's suffering? You're suffering because you're still in an environment that is not making your soul sing. And every single day that you stay in that environment, you are wasting hours, you are wasting days, you are wasting weeks, years, months, you're wasting your life. So what is the alternative to quietly quitting or quietly dumping or anything that you want to call quietly doing something? I'm going to stick with the term quietly quitting because I do still believe that that applies to relationships because you can quit a relationship with somebody but still look like you're showing up for it. So, you know, what is the alternative? What, do we loudly quit? Okay, so, you know, we I don't believe we need to... Um, act any differently than we should when we are standing in our power and owning our voice. And that is really about this whole thing around operating from a place of self-worth. What is our values? What are our values? What are our boundaries? What are our standards? And being able to articulate that in an assertive way to the other person. So when we quietly quit, we're putting our life and our desires and our standards on hold. But again, as I mentioned in my last um, podcast, my last episode, we're also silently signaling to others that it's okay. Because if we um, quietly quit something, we're being silent in our motives and we're not actually letting people know that they are treating you badly. Or if we have done and it fell on deaf ears, we've just kind of decided to be very passive about it and stick with it until we find something else better, which could take, I don't know, three months, six months, a year. And as I, as I said, we're wasting precious time while we're waiting for that. And, um, it's what you're kind of saying to somebody is it's okay to treat me like this. And it's also okay to treat others like this. And I think for me, that's one of the biggest issues with quietly quitting. Even if it works for you and you walk away, you're not giving the other person or that employer feedback about the behaviors or their standards or the way that they treat others. So how can they then grow and how can they change? So for me, it's so important to actually have these conversations. And that doesn't happen if you quietly quit. Um, Also, I feel that, you know, it's super important for um, us to, as I've said before, not give the power away. Because even though I think some of us believe that when we are quietly quitting, we are actually in our power because we are in control, because we know that we're actually making steps or making moves to move away from something. And you're quitting on the down low you're actually letting them take something away from you that you possibly wanted. So if you're quietly quitting because somebody has ruffled your feathers, it's probably because you feel upset. You've That relationship hasn't worked out and you've actually really wanted it to. 
that job hasn't worked out and you actually really wanted it to. The relationship with somebody who is a member of your family hasn't worked out. And of course, you really wanted it to because they're a member of your family. What you're actually saying is it's okay. You carry on acting as you are. You can treat me like this. I'm just going to fade away. I'm just going to fade away. And in the meantime, carry on treating me like this. I've checked out. And I just don't think that's healthy. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for the other person. And again, it goes back to what I was saying in the last episode, that it's sort of suppressed emotions. What you're actually doing is you're creating this avalanche effect internally for maybe a big, 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 big blow up that might happen, even if that doesn't happen with this particular person or with this particular employer something at some point may trigger all of this that you kept hidden and kept quiet while you were quietly quitting and it will come back to haunt you. It's really just not healthy to hold these emotions and hold these feelings of distress and let them fester while you believe that you are standing in your power. The only way that we can stand in our power really is to explain how how you are feeling to the other people and make sure that you know there isn't a blatant disregard for our values and morals and that we're not just swept aside and that also these individuals who you feel like you want to quietly quit from or these organizations they don't continue to do this to other people either now or in the future so it is so important So one of the things um, I wanted to just mention again is why do people quietly quit? And I think some of this is because people fear this whole idea of being open and upfront. So there's this lack of confidence. There is this lack of power in themselves. And people feel that actually, you know, it's better to just put my head down, crack on and look for something else, whether that be another partner um, or whether that be another job you know, while they just carry on making you feel feel bad. So, you know, if you are putting your head down and carrying on because it feels scary, how are you growing? How are you growing? It, you're not actually learning because you're not facing your fears. You're not standing up for yourself. And even if that means openly and loudly quitting by saying, I am out of this relationship or I am leaving my job, You don't have to have another job. You know, this is a newsflash to some of you. And I've operated like this a few times in my life. And I've always landed on my feet because the universe has had my back and I've had confidence in myself. You do not have to have another job to leave a job. You do not have to have another partner to leave a partner. You can be safe in yourself. You know what you bring to the table. So you can basically move from a situation that isn't serving you and you can take, you know, confidence and comfort in the fact that the universe and um, what is meant for you will happen. Obviously, you know, it isn't just about sitting there waiting for something to happen. You need to go out and find it. But I often believe that if you're not happy in the work environment or even in a relationship, how can you then take your best self back out into the market to show yourself, because you're generally fatigued, you're generally apathetic, you might even be a little bit bitter and a bit verging on toxic. So actually to then try and find a new partner or to find a new employer when you're not actually feeling great about yourself, because you're actually trapped in a situation that is diminishing your boundaries and taking away your voice, 
it's actually sometimes good to free yourself from that and sometimes actually even to have a break. So, you know, again, I'm not even condoning like going from one relationship into a next. I think it's healthy to have some time out six months to a year minimum. Same sometimes with work. I have done this at least three times in my life where I have been unhappy in a work environment and I have left with no job to go to. And rather than panicking and being fearful of this, I have actually taken three to six months off while I have done a little bit of work on myself to bring myself back to my full power because I've been diminished by somebody or something. So I do believe that sometimes having that you know, time to build yourself back up is necessary when we have been in an environment that's making us want to quit, whether that's quietly or loudly. Also, some people, you know, again, I talked about um, the fear, but sometimes people feel like it's actually the easy option to quietly quit because it's better than actually not quitting at all or it's better than loudly quitting. So I'm just going to stay here and fade away. And in the background, I might just be doing stuff or I might not. I might actually not be looking for another partner. I might not be looking for another job, but I'm just going to do the bare minimum to get the bare results and to get the bare kind of, if you like, the return on my investment. So, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody that isn't fulfilling, and you actually know that, I don't know, let's say like your sex life isn't great. Um, you know, you might just put the bare minimum in to give that person what they want, but really just be emotionally checked out. You know, you in the workplace, you might just go in and do your nine till five hours and then go home. That's also fine. You know, in some ways that's okay because you are protecting yourself. But If that's not really you, if you want to put in a few extra hours, if you love your job and have always kind of, you know, done what you needed to do to get a piece of work delivered without compromising your own health, of course, then if you're then suddenly turning around and saying, well, I'm just going to do nine till five hours, as well as them losing out, you're also losing out because you're kind of being a little bit petulant. And I know that sounds hard to... um, to take sometimes but that is what that behavior is you know quietly quitting is a little bit like that it's like you're throwing your toys out of the pram as I said um you know so sometimes the easy option isn't easy you're actually just making things harder for yourself and actually you know again my question how are you growing nothing ever happens inside the comfort zone so if you're in a situation that isn't filling you with joy or that isn't even you know making your cup you know half full and it's making your cup half or less empty, you know, how are you growing? That situation is not giving you anything in your life. And by not dealing with it, you're not getting anything back either. But you know, some people quietly quit because they're tired. Some people quietly quit because they're nervous, once bitten, twice shy. You know, some people don't want to upset the apple cart. And I get that. I understand that for some people. As I said in my last episode, it's very difficult to stand up for yourself. But that's why you should go back and listen to the last episode. Because actually what that does is it gives you some tips for how you can stand up to people and avoid quietly quitting and actually move into a place that gives you your sense of sovereignty and your power and that allows you to use your voice rather than staying quiet and just doing the bare minimum so that you can kind of turn up but not actually show up. I mean, that's nothing for you. It's nothing for the other person. And, you know, it's unfair on yourself. It's unfair on them. And you're not growing. So why why would you do that? So, you know, here's a few of the alternatives that I think you can do if you are in a position where you feel like you want to quietly quit on a partner, a job, a friendship. 
you need to reassert yourself and your needs. You need to know what your needs are. And you need to go away and you need to have a conversation with yourself first and foremost. And then you need to go and have a conversation with the person that is making it impossible for your needs to be met. Have a conversation with them. You know, we need to make sure that our needs are aligned to our values and our values should be aligned to our fulfillment. So fulfillment comes from many, 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 many aspects. You know, we want, if we, again, my favorite um, model is Maslow's hierarchy. But if we look at some of those um, away from the structure of the hierarchy, if you like, you know, what is our fulfillment? Our fulfillment comes from having our needs met, our needs, our financial needs, Our needs are emotional needs. We have spiritual needs. We have mental health needs. We have physical health needs. We have recreational needs. And so all of these things are very important. And actually, if we're in an environment with somebody or a situation with somebody where those needs are being taken away and we're not being fulfilled, and so we choose to quietly quit, then actually what we're doing is we're still not having those needs met. So who's actually losing out? You are losing out big time when you quietly quit. Ideally, what the best thing to do is actually go and have a conversation with somebody, with that person, with the other party about what your needs are and talk to them about fulfilling these needs. And if they say that there is absolutely no way that they can fulfill those needs, then say, okay, well, thank you very much, but I don't think this is going to work anymore. I think we need to part our ways and I'm going to go this way and you're going to go that way. Thank you very much but I think our time has come. And, you know, I think that's how you need to do it from a point of view of looking at yourself, your needs, your fulfillment. And if these things aren't being met, then obviously you need to address this. Another thing you can do in the workplace, and I have also done this on a few occasions where I have felt that something hasn't met my needs, particularly financial needs or work-life balance needs, I have actually put together a business case that has highlighted some of those situations. And I have compared my data, which might be my pay, my working hours, my capacity to do the work that I need to be doing versus my job description. I have put those against some market data. So, you know, what is actually happening out there? What is being said in the, you know, the wider space? What is the rate of pay? What are the typical hours? What does the structure look like for the work that I'm doing and the department that I'm working within? How does that compare? How does what I'm dealing with compare to other comparable organizations or other comparable people in the same role? So a business case is something that is very, very powerful when you are speaking to somebody who has to make a decision. Because what you're doing is you're giving them information that they can't fully argue with because it's a business case and it's generally based on fact. So some of your situation might be based on emotion. But if you bring in some fact and if you bring in something to rationalize that, it's a lot easier for people in the workplace or in a professional relationship to take notice of. And then if they decide that at that point they still are not going to change, well, then you've done everything you needed to do. You know, you've spoken to this person about how they can fulfill your needs and meet your needs and they have basically ignored it. Why would you stay? If you stay to quietly quit, what are you getting from that situation? You're actually hanging around somebody that has told you that they don't value you. How is that bringing you confidence? How is that allowing you to grow? It's minimizing you. It's diminishing you. It's actually taking away your agency. So quietly quitting is so bad for this strength of character and your mental health. 
So if it doesn't get resolved, if you've done a business case or you've sat with your friend or you've sat with your partner, you've had a conversation about how things need to change and things don't change, then you actively need to take action. And as I said, you know, that might be ending that situation, ending that relationship, you know, handing your notice in, telling your partner that you're leaving them, or even changing the way that you operate with that person. So, you know, it might be that you turn around to a friend and say, look, this relationship isn't serving me anymore. And I've given you some information that would help me in us having a great relationship, but it isn't serving me. And so therefore, if it's not serving me anymore, then I just suggest that we go our separate ways. We can still speak to each other. We can still say hi when we see each other. But I just don't think there's any point in us carrying on maintaining a level of friendship that none of us are really buying into anymore. Why don't we just be the bigger party and say goodbye? And I think sometimes that really helps people because, you know, everything doesn't last forever. Jobs don't, relationships don't, friendships don't. And I think it's sometimes hard for people to accept that, but it is an actual truth of life. You know, when you're having these conversations, it's really important to hold your own. Stay professional, but also stay true to yourself with a really good level of emotional intelligence. I'm going to talk a little bit about emotional intelligence in a later episode. But emotional intelligence is around understanding other people as well as yourself. And it is not about um, understanding emotions. It's about how you... Um, display those outwardly and how you read emotions in others. So of course, there is a level of having to understand emotions, but it's not just that it is actually the physiological aspect of emotional um, attunement, if you like, to others and to yourself and understanding how you um, act and how others act from a level of emotion. And when I talk about emotional intelligence, you know, again, I've talked before about emotions like fear, anger, sadness, all of these things happen to us and we can actually display them. It's okay. But sometimes it's actually better not to, because actually, again, it holds us in our power. There's been many, many times where I have cried in front of people when I haven't wanted to and I'll tell you for now I have walked away from those situations and I have felt instinctively like I've given my power away on the flip side of that I do massively and hugely believe that there is a massive virtue in humble being humble and being vulnerable and I don't think there's anything wrong with that either so when I talk about emotional intelligence I guess what I'm saying is like read your audience understand what kind of level of emotions will work for you with that particular person because if you're dealing with somebody who is very emotionally intelligent then you could potentially have an emotional intelligent conversation and demonstrate some of those emotions if you're dealing with somebody who is quite cold quite turned off doesn't really have a level of emotional intelligence then you need to maintain a similar stance so that you don't feel like you've given some of your power away um you know so that is quite an interesting thing to consider but as I said I'll talk about emotional intelligence a little bit later on in one of the future podcasts but I just really want to end it there and just finish on this whole premise that you are living a lie if you are quietly quitting if you're quietly quitting from a partner or a job what you're actually doing is you're maintaining a level of status quo that isn't actually working for you rather than challenging the status quo so sometimes quietly quitting is not the best thing sometimes it is but I personally don't believe that quietly quitting does serve us that much 
because emotionally it's going to bring us down. We're going to be in a bad vibrational environment. And, you know, a big premise of Vital Vibe, which is my business, is around balance, brilliance and resilience and living your best life. And if you are in an environment where you are quietly quitting, how is there any balance there for you? Because you're probably going to be unhappy. You're probably going to be dragging yourself into that environment or with that relationship or to see that friend. You know, how are you going to feel brilliant? How are you going to feel like you are the best version of yourselves? Because every single day you're living a lie. You're actually trying to be somebody you're not. You're actually hanging on to something for whatever reason that doesn't serve you anymore. So that's not going to be good for your brilliance and also for your resilience. Because, you know, every single day that you stay in an environment or a situation that isn't serving you, you are eroding some of your confidence. You are eroding some of your resilience. You are eroding some of your mental health. You are eroding some of your physical health. You know, as I've said before, you know, when the body says no, it's about chronic stress. And if you're quietly quitting, you're generally staying around in an environment that is still stressing you out. And also because you're giving some of your power away by quietly quitting and doing the bare minimum, not what you actually want to do, you're actually giving them, you're actually giving them the keys to you and to your well-being. And that's not, that's not appropriate. So this episode is very specifically about quietly quitting and why I don't think you should do it. But I would love to hear your feedback. And I would also love you to share this podcast with anybody that you think would um, benefit from this, you know, these nuggets of wisdom and might need a little bit of advice around something they're not happy with anymore, you know, a relationship, a friendship, a partnership, a job. You know, if they're not happy, I don't think quietly quitting is the right way to do it. But here's some advice as to why. So share this with them. Don't forget to download and please subscribe so you can get notified whenever we release an episode, which at this moment in time is every week. So please do download, subscribe, share. And if you're feeling generous, give us some um, recommendations as well in terms of clicking those stars and uh, firing us up. So thank you so much. Take care. Have a great week. And don't forget, if it's not working, walk away. If you've done everything you can, just do not hang around there. It's gone. It's done. So let it go. All right, guys, take care. Much love.